Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 8. I'm your host, Heather, and today we are talking about why everyone can't be your customer. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please pass the seatbelt. This is an answer that I get almost all the time, especially with somebody who sells a broad range of products or services. So who's your customer? And if I don't say ideal customer or ideal customer avatar, all of those things, if I just say, who's your customer? Invariably, at least one person a week says, oh, everyone, everyone needs this. Everyone wants this. And they firmly believe it until we really start talking. And then it turns out, but these people want it more than that. And those people I don't really want to deal with. And those people, those people, those people. So there's really very few businesses around where everyone is a customer. Because if we really think about it, children are part of everyone too. So if you are, I I got into a long discussion about this with a garage. And until I came up with the kid thing, I I really didn't have a leg to stand on. Um, Because it was was like everybody with cars or who will have cars or who knows somebody with a car, they'll be referring. Okay, well, what if they're 12? Well, no, they're not my customer. Okay, so at least we figured out somebody who's not your customer. The problem with marketing to everyone as your customer, which is really what we're talking about in this episode, is you would have to run so many marketing campaigns with so many differentiations in messaging in offering, in all of those things, that you would be spending way more than you make just to get, quote unquote, everybody. You have a market. I am not on board with niching down to a point that your market can't support your business. Mainly, I'm talking in smaller cities or in more saturated areas, if you niche down too much, or especially if your niche is very, very specific in language, that can hurt you just as much. But trying to market to everybody, your language has to become so generalized that really the best example I have is listen to, and love him or hate him, listen to Justin Trudeau. He speaks for two everyone. Everyone is his customer. And even for him, it's everyone in Canada is his customer. Most people really get turned off by political speech because it doesn't say anything. You're like, yeah, but what, what did you just say? Like you just said a whole lot of words and that's a style, but it's not a style that really delights anybody. Even people who absolutely love Justin Trudeau don't necessarily love hearing him talk. Because he's so out there, so general, it's so wide that he's not able to talk to me about my problems. Because if he does, he's not talking to every other demographic out there. You notice how I'm not saying Donald Trump because he kind of does the thing that we're talking about. He talks to his base and I refuse to say that he's doing something well. So we're just going to focus on Justin Trudeau who talks to everybody. 
So we all got into our business, our organization, our job, whatever it is, we do it because it solves a problem. Or I should say we're successful at it because it solves a problem. Every purchase we make solves a problem. Every purchase decision we make is based on another problem. Sometimes that problem is how will I be perceived? We all have to go buy cars, but if I need to be perceived in a certain way, I have to go buy a certain subset of cars. I have a pain point that only that subset can understand. So if I'm marketing to everybody, I won't be able to, if you're, sorry, if you're marketing to everybody, I won't be able to hear myself if what I really want is that subset of the overall market. We all belong in a position in the market that we are in. The majority of us do not sell or cater to people who can't afford us. There are people who absolutely do. That's literally what their business is predicated on, are people who need help managing the, a little bit of money or they need help dealing with financial crises. Those people, they can't be talking to hugely successful, wealthy, have-it-all-together people who are also part of everyone because they're going to turn off their main demographic. So we sell to address pain points and we sell differently based on our unique sales proposition. What do we do different than that guy? Who do we serve that that guy isn't talking to? And who really, really needs us? And you can go fairly broad. It doesn't have to be, you know, I sell to single mothers with two children who are looking to buy their first home based on a $42,000 a year salary. That's a small market pretty much anywhere. And marketing just to them is good. It's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be difficult to get the traction that you would get if you said, I sell to like single, I sell single family homes to people who don't have a ton of extra money. That's a group I can talk to, whether they're single or they're not. You can throw in some pictures with, with couples and pictures with single people and kids and no kids and starting out and not starting out. That's a good niche because it's a subset of a larger market. If you said, I sell houses, well, I don't know if what your expertise is. Therefore, I'm probably going to go to somebody who's just talking to me, who's speaking my language. Marketing works because it's communication that you can have with an audience rather than having with a person. But it doesn't mean that the quality of that conversation can go down, which is why everyone can't be your customer. Picture walking into a room and trying to do the same pitch. Your pitch is written for single moms. And everyone in that room just happens to be married or happens to not have kids. You're not going to hit it. But then picture walking into a room with a, a, an entire pitch. You're going to do a two-hour pitch and you've got 50 people to show up. And your pitch covers all kinds of houses and all kinds of things. And you're just talking for all this time and you're trying to hit, make sure you hit everybody. And they are all single moms. Well, most of your information was useless to them and they're not going to stay. So you need to walk the fine line between delighting people, not 
boring them, and saying something that's going to have them connect with you. The connection and the beginning of that relationship is the thing that's going to propel you. So you can be saying you're part of a tribe. We sell to women entrepreneurs. Well, guess what? That's a subset. That's a good subset. Women first-time entrepreneurs is a subset of a subset. That's about as far as I would go. A subset of a subset. So you have... I know there's the entrepreneurial world that I'm going to market to. I'm going to market to the female 50% of that, or I wish it was 50% of that. And then of them, I'm going to market to right now the 50% of those that this is their first time. Or I'm going to market to, I'm a real estate agent and I'm in a small city. So I'm going to market to executive and professionals. Therefore, I'm only speaking the language that addresses executives and professionals. I am not going to be going into how you can make the most out of every dollar all the time. That's going to be maybe part of my message, but the message is going to be have a house that works for you because these are busy people who need functionality and beauty around them and they can pay for it. Their message is going to be different. That message needs to be dropped if you want to transition it to everyone because everyone doesn't need that. Everyone can't afford a house. Everyone can't get a mortgage. So you're already dealing with subsets. Bring it down a little bit more and you will be able to have a conversation that is very high quality to fewer people. And that means you get to spend less money trying to drag in people who will not be responding to your message anyway. Every single subset of a subset has a different pain point, has a different joy point, and speaks a slightly different language. If you talk about the fact that you will be, you know, you are competent, you are professional, you are dedicated, you are on time, that will not play with every market you have. Your brand doesn't play with every market you have. If your brand is, we sell to everyone, everything all the time, Picture how much you love when politicians try to do that to you. You know they're not speaking to you. You don't know who they're speaking to, but you know it's not you because they're not talking about your problems. The subset, let's say, of first startup, first-time female entrepreneurs, most of them have the same basic pain points, and a lot of them, the majority, speak the same language. They'll use the same words. They'll respond to the same types of images. Most people looking to buy a starter home will respond to the same words, the same images, the same expectations, they have the same pain points, and the same things will actually delight them. A really nice starter home will delight them, where a really nice starter home will not delight somebody who's been a doctor for 25 years. They don't really want to see that. So that's why that same realtor can't say, everybody is my client. I'll take anyone. Yes, you will. But you can't market to them. It doesn't mean people are going to be turned off unless you go way too deep in your niche and you say, I'm the person that helps this tiny little box of people. If you define yourself that way, then I will go on and say, okay, you're not for me. But most of us don't do that. That's not the big problem. The big problem comes when we overgeneralize because we're trying to delight everyone 
or we're trying not to tick off anyone because we really don't want to send a message that's specific because yeah, well, but my, the dads, the single dads might not like that. Well, that's okay. You're talking maybe about single people. You're talking about, you're talking about your subset of a subset. The other thing I would always recommend is you're going to have three different, you should in, in, you know, my, of course, infallible opinion, <laughs> you should have three different audiences that you're talking to. One is that audience is just like you. Same pain point, same everything, because they're the reason you kind of got into the business. If you started making natural skincare because your skin is super dry and it hurts all the time and you were looking for a product, couldn't find it, so you made it, now you're marketing it. Well, you know about that struggle and you can talk just about that. But the number of people who have your exact experience are going to be a little bit smaller. Their pain points are a little bit more broad, but it's not going to be a big, big group. Then you're going to have the people that you didn't know were going to love this stuff. And they came on and they're like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely amazing. It's exactly what I wanted for a reason very different from the one you actually created it for. And then there's going to be a third avatar, a third ideal client that they're going to be the ones bringing your product to market, bringing it to retail, bringing it out in the world. These are your wholesale clients. Their pain point is about convenience and selling something to make a profit. If you're talking about this will give you soft skin, this will be give you soft skin, this will give you soft skin, it doesn't connect to that other market. So I'm not saying you can't run multiple markets. What I'm saying is none of those multiple markets are quote unquote everyone. Even if you firmly believe that every single set, subset, and subset of a subset that I've mentioned today could use your services, I still recommend you start with three. Once those three are well in hand and all of the marketing that's out there is bringing in enough money, then start marketing to your next one. Then start marketing to your next one. Then start marketing to your next one. Where you're going to have a hard time is on your website because your website is supposed to speak to your ideal audiences. Your front page is supposed to speak to that one that drives you or the one that is impressed by the one that drives you. So if you're doing retail and wholesale, let's see, you're doing an online store, but your product can also be bought in stores. Your website needs to be designed for your retailers, but your wholesale page needs to be designed for your whole t- for your retail clients and your wholesale page needs to be designed for your wholesale clients. Sometimes it means a whole different website, but you don't want to end up having 30 websites or 30 subdomains within a website so that you're only directing people to one little page and you're constantly having to market. So break it down to the ones that are going to make you the most money and then realize that when you hit that bullseye, it does splatter out. I know that's a lovely, lovely image in your head right now. So if you hit the bullseye, picture that it's a paintball hitting a water balloon full of dye. That's how much of the board you're covering. But your language is talking to just that one bullseye versus if you just decide to close your eyes and shoot paintballs all over the wall and the bullseye is in the middle, you're probably not going to hit it or you might hit it once. You're going to be wasting the rest of that wall. You've wasted all of the ones that you did not use. That's scattershot marketing. It's not delighting anyone. 
So I don't want to see you talking to a tiny audience that can't sustain you. I do want you talking to an audience. I want you using language that you know will make a person happy because that person has the same pain points as other people. Shop owners generally have the same pain points. Those pain points are not shared by stay-at-home moms. Teachers generally have the same pain points. Those pain points are not often shared by real estate agents. Families often have the same pain points, but those pain points are usually not shared by single men in their 20s. They're each a different group and they each deserve their own space in your marketing. The order is what's going to make or break your company. Up next, we're going to be shifting gears back into the world of mindset, and we're going to be talking about meditation, which I know that word makes some people all squirrely and nervous, but we're talking about three types of meditation for busy, busy people. If you like what you heard, please let us know. Hit subscribe, leave us a review, and if you want to get in touch to see how we can help you, Find us at hala.agency, that's H-A-L-A dot agency, and online everywhere as Hala Connected. Until next time, kick ass, figure out your audiences, and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.